This is a Concealed Carry Podcast special episode. And welcome to the Concealed Carry Podcast, part of the ConcealedCarry.com network. I am your host, Riley Bowman, and appreciate you all for joining us uh, today for this special episode. It is a, uh, a bonus episode for the week, uh, coming to you a little bit later than I intended. It was uh, meant to be released uh, before the weekend was totally out, but uh, here we are Monday morning, and uh, because we don't have a episode scheduled until tomorrow for the normal uh, weekly news episode... Well, this is still a special bonus episode uh, coming to you a day earlier. Today's episode is brought to you by Glock and also Fiocchi Ammunition. We appreciate their help and support in making this podcast possible. Uh, Glock was so kind to us uh, and welcomed us into their booth at SHOT Show 2018, where we were able to record a number of podcast episode interviews with a variety of special people. Today's interview is together with Buell Collins, the marketing manager for Fiocchi Ammunition, who was just so kind to give us of a few minutes of his time to do this interview together with him. So we appreciate him. And so without further ado, uh, this is going to be relatively short, uh, but it's a bonus episode. So I'm going to uh, turn it right over into the interview. We'll play it back for you now at this point, and we'll catch you on the other side. All right, everyone, it's Riley and Jacob, and we're sitting here with Buell Collins from Fiocchi, USA, and uh, he is really, he's a rock star dude. Uh, thanks, <laughs> Let me man, just I tell appreciate you. it. <laughs> and so uh, we, we had just a few minutes to, you know, have him stop by. We're here at the Glock's booth at SHOT Show 2018. Glock has been so wonderful to host us while we've been recording some podcast interviews, and Buell, uh, I, I understand that you, you shoot and use a Glock, so this is very appropriate. That's correct. There's no better place to be, right? Glock at SHOT Show with you guys. Um, That's right. Enjoying SHOT 2018. Um, and, yeah, thanks for having me. I really appreciate, uh, appreciate the opportunity to be on here and, and kind of share what we got going on and talk about what we're all passionate about. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah that's going to be good. Now, I got to get something out of the way. Uh, Buell, <laughs> you, you, you mentioned that you carry a Glock, but, and before we started recording, you said something effective. I think your words were, everyone I care about carries a Glock. That's correct. If you're important to me, right, and you carry a gun, it's a Glock. That's, there's no question, comments, concerns, or anything other than that. They, they come to me and they say, hey, what should I carry? Oh, it's a Glock. It's a Glock. Uh, what, and, you know, I usually start with a 19. I mean, that's, come on. That's the, it's the universal yeah, pistol. That, yeah. That's the, the confetti cake, right? Like, everybody <laughs> loves that. So um, I carry a Glock 19. My wife carries a Glock 19. My best friends, both of them carry Glock. One carries a 26. Don't judge him. But, uh, you know, it, it's, uh, it's a pretty pretty dominant Glock uh, family around me. So yeah, nice. I love it. Very, I love very it. glad to be here. Thank you, Glock, for hosting us. This is amazing. Yeah. yeah. No, and, and just I, so it's clear, this is not staged. No, no, no. it's legit. <laughs> this is not true. No, we, I don't know what kind of ammo you put in the gun. Maybe we'll talk about that later. Um, but, but it's least, a mystery. Yeah, at least at least we know what kind of gun you, yeah. what kind of gun you carry. Yeah. So, Buell, I know you're really passionate about training. You, That's correct. You, you take your when when I say passionate, you take dozens and dozens and dozens of hours of training every year. Uh, and so, I mean, where did it all start for you? I mean, when did you become passionate? When did you realize that this was a, 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 something that was really important for you as a shooter? So my evolution as a gun guy, if you will, um, I was always into guns, much like someone that was into cars that can't really explain why they like cars. Like I was always into guns, right? And I, I started carrying in 2007. Uh, I got my first permit and I started carrying every day. 
And then I realized that there's a lot that goes into it. Not only the carrying comfortably and, and being responsible and, and staying legal and everything like that, but if you actually need, God forbid, to use your firearm, you got to know what's going on, right? So I started kind of exploring what was out there and, and, and figuring out what was best to take me down a path to be a really responsible carrier and, and to be the best implement I can to pr- protect my family and community. And it led me to, to guys like Jaeger, like we mentioned before. Um, I'm training with John Lovell uh, this weekend. Um, we're hosting him uh, for a class. And then That's awesome. uh, in February, I have Clint Smith on the docket um, trying, to do, uh, trying to get at least 100 hours in this year. Um, to better myself and and just be a better person. Hundred hours. That's that's phenomenal. So when you when you I, I got to go back to the number here because that's a good goal. So for other people who are listening, when you say hundred hours, that's a hundred hours of you getting formal training from an instructor. Yeah, yeah, that's from a credible instructor. Uh, class time, you know, with with an instructor. Practice is done uh, for my family every Sunday. We go out and practice. Uh, you know, Sunday uh, afternoon and spend uh, a couple hours on the range just going over the things that we've learned during instruction. So that's a hundred hours of instruction with a a certified instructor. Class time. Yeah. I I love how you just put that by the way, because you're exactly in line with Jacob and I on that. The semantics are are right. Right. Talking about training is, is formal training under the supervision of, of a reputable instructor. Practice is practicing those things you learned in training. Yep. Yep. (laughs) Here's what I'd love to hear. Cause is this a phenomenal goal that that you have a hundred, a hundred hours a year? I would like to understand how do you select a course to take? What are you looking for? And and I also would like to hear uh, how do you prepare for that course? You know it's coming up, and then and if I if you remember this, if not, I'll remind you. I'd like to hear when you come out of that course, how do you debrief and decide? You know how to how to carry those things forward. That that's very uh, interesting, especially the last part, and we'll get into that. Um, so when I'm looking for a course, I I generally start with what I'm trying to get better at. So if I'm trying to if it's a skills thing that I need help with then I might look at somewhere like Gunsight, somewhere that has a, a group of instructors, instructors that are really good at honing a particular skill. Yeah, specialized. Um, yeah. If I'm, if I'm like when I first started carrying, I needed to learn how to draw. That's how I found um, tactile response and such is they teach you how to fight with your gun, you know, how, how to get it out, out of the holster, how to be effective and how to have the mindset to get through that. And I think that's where it really starts is, is preparing your mindset for what you have to do. And then you can move into skills training and things like that. But when I select a school, I'm looking for what I'm trying to do and then how much reputation that instructor has um, and, and the tracker that they have of successfully training people, right? Um, and then going through the class, uh, you know, you, you want to make sure you, you have all your stuff squared away before you get there. Um, a, a quality ammo is particularly important like Fioki. <laughs> yes, um, yes. Because a, right? don't take junk. Yeah, yeah. you want to you want to get the most out of your training hours while you're there, right? Yeah. So, you want to prepare your gear before you get there. Any homework that the instructor sends you or any prep list that he gives you, make sure you, you take all that stuff or she uh, make sure you take all that stuff to class so when you get there, you have the ability to really focus on what you're you're doing there and you get the most out of your time and money because that's what it comes down to, right? Time is precious to us all, and then it's it's not cheap to do this sometimes. Yeah. So um, that's that's what I do leading up and into the class. After the class, you know, take good notes during the class, and then after the class, I find myself really decompressing uh, the information for at least a, a solid week, and then uh, doing mental reps of the things that we did have has been very very beneficial for me. Just going through the scenarios and the drills again in my head and saying, oh, I could have done this better, or I, I was really good at that, 
and I can use that to help me here, right? Um, one thing that I noticed through a lot of classes um, is that I have a problem staying present in the moment, and that's something that I really try and focus on now. It's just something for me particularly that like I need to be right there in the moment as it goes through. And uh, that, that has helped me tremendously get the most out of my, my time. Mm. Yeah, I'm so glad I asked the question because uh, that's really enlightening. And I think a lot of people end up, you know, they, they say, okay, I need to get a little training. They look for a couple local things, you know, the thing that the local gun club has or, or whatever it may be. But when you kind of hit that point where you've taken the, the courses that you really can take in your in your hometown, it's time to start traveling. You know, as you invest more, you, you, you know, you need to make sure you're getting a higher ROI. And so understanding how to search how to prep, and then how to decompress and, and apply those things to practice is really important. Yeah, and, you know, taking notes, like I said, is, is a big critical part. I'll pull my my notes from classes out still to this day. And really what I found is when you take someone else and try and give them the knowledge that, that you've learned, having that there and refreshing it and then start showing someone how to do it, you really, really can um, fine-tune your skills that way. It's, it's pretty mm. cool. Yeah, absolutely. So... One thing I'm curious to pick your brain about, Buell, is that, um, you know, there's a lot of people do a lot of different things for training, right? Some people do it correctly, some not so correctly. Where do you see people make some of their, their biggest mistakes? And, and what are some of the more, what are some of the big things that we make, we must make sure we get right? Well, the, the things we have to get right, obviously, before you go to any class, make sure you're squared away safety-wise, you know, right. the, the Fundamentally, you understand and, and that you're aware enough to be around other people in a dynamic environment to train with. Yeah. You know. Do you mind if I pick on you a little bit on that for just a minute? What, when you say, you're talking about safety, right? Yeah, Making yeah. sure you, you're, you're dialed in safety-wise, right? How do you view safety? That's a little generic of a question. Well, yeah. Like, uh, like, uh, like when, when someone says gun safety, I mean, beyond, uh, or, or if you want to focus on the safety rules too, that's fine. But like well, how, what is your philosophy I, of gun safety? I'll tell you what, what my, how it breaks down for me is, right? Is if you feel completely safe around me when I have the gun, then I'm yep. being safe, right? It's not about what I think I'm doing. Yep. It's really about who else is around you, right? And if you're safe to those people. Because that's what the, the four safety rules are for. It's to protect you, but also it's really to protect the people around you, right? And, and you can extend that into, into self-defense training, right? Are you, are you judicious with your, with your shot angle so you don't get pass-throughs? Do did you make sure that, that you did everything you can to avoid situations? But when, when you're talking about gun safety, it's can you be around me comfortably and have 100% confidence in me as a person operating this firearm that I'm safe? Yeah. If, if everyone around me can do that, then I feel like I've accomplished my safety goals. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, that makes sense. Now, I picked on that a little bit because I was curious. You know, you talked about making sure you're, that, that you're good to go in yeah. that regard before you, you really do anything else, before you attend a class, before you select a class. Um, and, you know, he, he, the reason I'm asking about that is because I suspect I know people that think they are safe gun handlers. 100%. And they're not. That's right. Right? Because, I mean, and so how do we know, like, how do we really know that – that we're not just fooling ourselves, and that we actually are ready. Well, that that's where that competent instruction comes in, right? Yeah. And if you if you have any doubt, then you need to get help. Yeah. You know, if, if there's if there's something in your mind that you're thinking or that that sh- concerns you, get get professional help. And that's where those local classes really come in, right? Sure. A lot of those are are really great for that base level of knowledge how to how to 
go down this path in a safe manner and really get the most out of it. Some of those local instructors are great at that, taking people from a very base level and getting them to an, a level where they can really go out and get the most out of the training dollar. Yeah. Something, something that we haven't said because it's inherently part of who you are, Buell, is that you know, in order to get a lot out of, the, the, out of training and a practice, it requires a certain amount of vulnerability or humility also. Uh, and, and inherently, this, this is just who you are. You, we can know because anyone has a goal to get 100 hours of, of training in a given year must really want to learn. And, and so I think that's another important thing is that, you know, and we see this in, in, in the classes mm-hmm. we teach, is that students who have got to show up just eager to learn. And they've got to be able to say, I'm vulnerable, I'm, I'm humble, I'm, I'm ready to just be taught things. Not only learn, learn, learn new things, but be told what I'm doing might be off or could be tweaked or things like that. So um, generally... People have egos, right? And that, that can get in their way. And, and to a point uh, you made earlier when you asked me uh, about uh, some of the things I do to get ready, right? Um, that is part of it. I, I actually go through mentally in my head before I go in there and say, okay, you know nothing. This, you, you are paying this person for what they know. Don't tell them what you know. And, and I make that conscious decision in my head that, okay, whatever I have known or do know now, I'm here to learn what they know. And I can take it back at the end and, and plug it into to my system the way I want, right? So I, I find it amazing when I go to a class and, and someone has paid $500, $750, dollars to be at a class and they tell an instructor how they shoot. Right, They're right, like, phenomenal. No, 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 I do it this way. And I'm like, you, you could have done that practicing by yourself. If you want to say, hey, I do it this way, take your friend to the range and say that. Don't, don't waste this person's time and, and in this professional's time when they're trying right. to help you. Right. So uh, keeping your ego balance is a big part of it for yeah. sure. Yeah, I'm glad we touched on that. Mm. It, it, it's so true of everything, though. I mean, you got to have an open mind. Uh, you go to a class, you go to some sort of training so you can hopefully get something of value and a benefit from someone else. And even if it's something you don't agree with, it's all about, okay, taking, you know, taking that information, that knowledge, feel free to discard what you disagree with or don't like. And hope, but hopefully, overall, it makes you still better as a, as a person or as a shooter. That's correct. And a lot of it too. Um, a lot of people focus on, oh, am I learning a mechanic or a manipulation skill or something like that? But the biggest lessons you often get are are in the conversations and in you know in the debrief of the class, or maybe you get a dinner after class or something like that, and you start sharing those stories and those training stories, and and you, that's where you really get a lot of information. I found that yeah. have been really helpful for me. It's just yeah. the conversations you're having while you're there. So if if uh, if I came to you today and I said, "Buell, I, I got you know I got a, a limited I got a certain amount of money. Let's say I got a thousand bucks. Just okay. put a number on it. And I only got time to take one class this year. It can be anywhere in the country. Uh, you know, I, I I need to get some some really good stuff. Don't ask me hard questions like what I'm looking for. I'm I'm I'm, I'm forcing you into a hard question here, Buell. Yeah. What's the one thing like everyone's got to do it? Okay, this is going to be bad. My boss don't play this for my boss because this class actually doesn't shoot ammunition. Okay, but I would tell you to take the fight from tactical response twice. With that one thousand dollars, I would tell you if that's the only training you're going to get this year, I would tell you to go get force on force scenario based training. My favorite one I've ever done is called the fight at tactical response. Um, I I took that class last July, and I still go through the day today, and I'll, something will come up, and I'm like, oh yeah, that makes sense now. You know, I'll, I'll be at, you know at a at a grocery store or somewhere, and I'll be like, oh. I just caught a target glance or whatever, you mm-hmm. know. So if you only had a thousand bucks, I would t- tell you to take the fight twice. So yeah. that's, so that's a that's a force on force course. That's correct. Uh, what using simunitions or? Uh, yeah, they use the uh, not the simunition brand. They use the federal brand. Uh, what? 
which is oh uh, it's yeah sure it's uh fx it's whatever yeah 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 fx rounds yeah there you go. FX yep, gotcha rounds, so. yeah, yeah. um but yeah they use those they and they use glocks they use glock uh -huh. 17s with excess big dot sights which i carry a glock with big dots and they use uh rifles as well they have some spikes uh guns that, that shoot those fx rounds as well and um they the the thing about that class is it it tests your mental ability to solve problems in a, in a dynamic fast-paced environment and uh, i can't recommend it highly enough if if uh, you had to tell me, hey, uh, your little sister has no firearms training whatsoever, and in 24 hours she has to go somewhere that's that's really bad and not good, I would tell her to take as many of those scenarios as you can in that time. Never, yeah. never fire a live round. Yep. Awesome. Now, shifting gears a little bit, Buell, uh, you're, you're the marketing manager for Fioki USA, is that that's right? That's correct. Yep. And uh, by the way, you guys have some wonderful people representing your company. I mean, uh, a good friend of mine is Diana Muller. Yep. Um, she's awesome. She's wonderful. She's yeah. such a wonderful ambassador she for is. you guys, I can only imagine. Uh, now, talking about the ammunition itself, I mean, what do you have to say? What do you carry in your gun? Maybe that's a question to ask. So, uh, in my Glock 19, I carry our 124 grain XTP out of our Extrema line. Um, nickel plated case, XTP bullet, uh, loaded to our, our strict standards. Um, my boss is Carlo Fiocchi, right? And he has a saying that it's hard to get a red face when your name's on the box, right? And the key to that statement is, is uh, he's a very hardworking man. He comes in about four in the morning, leaves four or five in the afternoon, but he answers his phone and that's a critical part, right? So when you have something that you need to get done, a business deal, or you have a question about our stuff, I literally sit nine steps away from the guy who's, whose name is on the box. So we take a lot of pride in that. We're a small family-owned company. We happen to sell a fair amount of ammunition, but we're still a, a very small family-owned company that, that really prides itself on quality and getting value to our consumers. Well, this is going to be a, a weird question. Maybe this will seem weird, but I think it'll be valuable. What makes uh, one one round, one brand of ammunition better than another? Like, if how do I, you know, if I'm if I'm a new consumer and I'm walking in, it's like, hey, that's cheaper than that. You know, like what makes it worth paying more? Well, much like much like many things in life, you tend to get what you pay for. Um, and and uh, it really comes down to to quality of component selection, right? If you select the right components, all all of the the manufacturers that we know, we pretty much have the same access to the same powders and same primers and the same casings, and and you know even if we, like that we make our own casings, they're they're Sammy spec. They're going to be as long as you make a certain quality um, material or use a quality material, then you get a certain level of quality. But where it comes into play is that component selection paired with your QC. Like, how much quality control do you have at the manufacturing stage? And we have 100% visual inspection across all of our lines. Um, one thing that makes Fiocchi a little unique is not only do we, do we innovate in the realm of ammunition, we ha own a lot of the patents on the machines that uh, load our stuff. So our engineers actually build the machines as well. Because we want that extra step of quality control in our manufacturing process, which gives us, I think, an advantage that allows us to provide a higher quality product at a at a bit lower of a price than some of our competitors are able to do. Yeah, that's very important. Yeah, awesome. And anything exciting coming from Fioki anytime soon? In the handgun realm, we, we just launched 10 millimeter. We have a jacket cool. hollow point option and a full metal jacket equivalent that you can train and practice with. Um, 10 millimeter has been... Something that had a nice resurgence as of late. Uh -huh. A lot of people are enjoying that caliber, and and uh, I've always enjoyed it. And I was kind of like, "Hey, let's uh, yeah. what do you guys think?" And so we tooled up for it, and and we're we're loading that now, and that's that's going to be awesome. Yeah, and you've got yeah. great guns coming out from a number of companies uh, that 
that are in that 10, yes. 10, millimeter, 10 millimeter realm. Uh, of course, Glock, of course, had the Glock 20 for a long time. Awesome. Uh, 10 millimeter, right? So, uh, so they're well suited for that as well. I know a number of people that hunt uh, with 10 millimeters and uh, I'm always fascinated by that, by the way. Yeah, if you're up in the if you're up in the Pacific Northwest and you like to hike and all that stuff and hunt, a Glock 20 to me is is the ideal gun to to hike with. I mean, for whatever right. whatever may come up, come up, I think that that Glock 10 mil uh, is the pinnacle for what. If I was up there, that's what I'd be carrying. Um, yep. Thank goodness I'm down here in the desert. And we don't have to worry about any of those big old cats <laughs> or bears or yeah, yeah. Well, tell us a little bit about uh, where where people can learn more about Fioki. So, you know, obviously you guys have retail distribution, but give us kind of a, a glance of where they're going to find product. Uh, if you if you want to find information about the company, FiokiUSA.com uh, is our website. Fioki Ammunition on uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all that stuff. We're there, and then uh, we're at all your common retailers. Really, we got everything from uh, big box stores like Cabela's, Bass Pro, yeah. all that good stuff, to uh, you know your local mom and pop gun shop. So. Uh, yeah. One thing that is another on that point that's a little unique about us is we were the first ammunition company that went dealer direct that allowed dealers to purchase directly from the manufacturer. So mm. we really like to support our small local gun shops. That's you know, cool. The 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 backbone of our industry, if you will. Yeah, yeah, I love I love that you called it the backbone of the industry because that's so true, right? Yeah. Uh, you know these 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 retailers these. And, and it's interesting because it, that that environment's changing today. Oh, right. We're, they're they're competing not only against you know Cabela's and Bass Pro, but they're competing against Amazon. Yeah. And uh, so I, you know, it's always nice that we when we see things and, and companies like Fioki that are really doing what's necessary to support you know the, those core uh, the backbone. I love it. What you said. Yeah. I, I can't think of a better word. The backbone of our industry. When when I uh, when I think about the gun shop, you know, kind of the gun shop culture, if you will, it's uh it's how many conversations happen over the gun counter that lead someone to be where we're at today? And, and that's where I think uh, supporting those businesses is so critical, right? Is because so many people walk into a little gun shop and a little strip mall somewhere and they talk to a guy and it starts them down this road. And before you know it, they're, they're into it and they're one of us and they're all about the second amendment and they want, they get their carry permit and they, you know, go down this whole path that we were just talking about. So uh, support your local gun shops, please people. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Buell, it's been a pleasure to have you oh, for you even so just a few minutes us. today. Yeah, Thanks, I really, um, appreciate really appreciate it. You know, it, just my last two cents would be that uh, from what I've seen, Fioki makes fantastic shotgun rounds, especially for That's three right. gun. That's something I'm very passionate about. I love three gun, and uh, you guys make good stuff. So good cool. work, man. Keep it up. We'll have to get out to a class together sometime, and uh, I'll bring absolutely. the ammo. There we go. Now we're talking. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. All right, Buell, you take care, buddy. Cool. Thank you, guys. Okay, well, there you have it. Uh, that wraps up uh, this interview with Buell Collins from Fioki Ammunition for today, this special bonus episode for you all. Hope you enjoyed that. Uh, Buell had a lot of really great insights into training, the importance of training, how to train. Uh, he even touched on uh, uh, things that Jacob and I are passionate about as far as even separating training from practice, which uh, so often we hear those two terms uh, used together, uh, but they don't necessarily mean the same thing. We appreciate, once again, Glock for letting us come into the brand new, it was a beautiful booth at uh, SHOT Show 2018 this year, brand new booth. Glock let us come in, take it over for a couple of hours. Thank you to them for making that possible. We had a great experience, and they were wonderful hosts. And also, thank you to Buell and Fioki Ammunition 
uh, give those guys some love, uh, Glock and Fioki. Uh, head on over to their social media pages, like them, follow them, and uh, maybe consider you know checking out some of their products if you haven't already or or whatever. So anyway, uh, I'm not going to spend too much time here uh, today, guys. This is just meant to be a brief little bonus episode. Uh, just a reminder that tomorrow will be our normal weekly news episode of the podcast. Lots of really Great stories coming to you tomorrow, uh, as I'm sure you might imagine with everything going on over the weekend in this last uh, couple of weeks. Uh, also, some justified save stories, so we'll cover some some more saves. You know, I saw something on social media earlier today that said, you know, if if the government or CDC or whomever is going to study gun control or gun-related uh, things, gun violence, whatever, then there should also be a study of how many lives guns save. And I thought, boy, that is, isn't that the truth? And that is something that we kind of do in our own little way. I, I wouldn't call it a study, but uh, each week on the podcast, we feature those justified saves uh, uh, stories. And uh, they're remarkable stories. And hopefully uh, you get something from them and learn something from them. I know I do. So with that, it is time to wrap it up for today. A reminder to train right, train often, and train safe so you can fight hard, fight fast, and fight true. Take care, everyone. A reminder that laws vary from place to place, and we encourage listeners to seek local legal advice to understand applicable laws. The Concealed Carry Podcast, Concealed Carry Inc., ConcealedCarry.com, and their affiliates strive to share insights and stories about firearm-related incidents and laws, but things could be different where you live, or laws may have changed by the time you listen to this. We cannot be held liable for your actions based on the information shared in this podcast.